It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome in the Highly Disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop, and not with me as always, Ryan Stickle. Ryan Stickle has uh, decided to take up residency in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for longer than I did on our trip up uh, this past week here. Uh, we went up yesterday, me and one of my people that I'm joined here with at the moment, friend of the show, Logan Rothstein, joining us again for third time? Um, I believe the fourth time now. Yeah, okay. I thought I thought third or fourth. So it was like the two of us. It was a, we had a group of seven people up in uh, Pittsburgh yesterday to uh, watch some All Elite Wrestling in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Ryan has decided he's going to stay up there until tomorrow, so he's uh, a coward is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, he's not joining us in the studio Tonight, he doesn't have the heat to handle our pre... Our, I don't want to say our last pre-draft edition of the show here, because we might do a pre Obviously, our regular recording time here is Thursdays, 8.06 to 9 p.m. And next Thursday will be the NFL draft. And if we do a show live, which... Maybe we will. I don't know. It'll be during the draft. So we kind of have to get our takes out here. Maybe we'll pre-record something beforehand, a little closer, so that for to kill two birds with one stone, and we can get uh, a show out really close to the draft with a little more accurate information, and it'll allow us to not come in here during the uh, first hour of the draft, and we can just sit and watch and enjoy it. So we'll see what happens there. So I've got Logan Rothstein with me uh, for, we, I believe, his fourth time. I think you are right about that. I was uh, didn't, couldn't add it all up in my head. And joining me for the second time, funny enough, both of the times that he has been in the studio, we've been missing Ryan, uh, Cody List. How's it going, Cody? I'm doing good. Ryan has nominated me to be the new Ryan today, even though I haven't spoken a word to him. I've never seen Cody and Ryan in the same room at the same time. So who's to say? That who's we aren't say? the same person. Exactly. Ryan, abandon the show. His child. I know. Deadbeat he's a dad. Deadbeat dad, Ryan Stickle. <laughs> 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 All right. So, I mentioned that we're only seven days out from the NFL draft here. So, it's kind of might be our last chance to really get ahead of anything uh, before. Because when we approach Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, early Thursday of next week, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to look a lot more clear. So we talked last week a little bit with uh, Derek Klassen about the quarterbacks in the draft. But the thing about the quarterbacks this year is they're not going to go very high. Uh, that's kind of what it's looking like. There definitely doesn't look like any are going in the top five of the draft. The Lions kind of looked like that they might be looking at Malik Willis at number two. It doesn't look like it's going to happen this time. Mistake. Yeah. <laughs> You're... Uh, uh, you have some Malik Willis takes, huh, Logan? <clears throat> I have a lot of Malik Willis takes. Um, I don't know if we have time to get into all of them, but I will just say that. Let her rip. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. I've never watched him play. I don't need to have watched <laughs> him play. All you need to know is, uh, let me guess, the school he went to. Yeah, the school he went to. First of all, uh, we don't need to get too into the weeds on that because we might never be able to make a show again. Um, yeah, if you uh, get too far in the weeds. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, but, Fal Jerry Falwell likes to watch what happens in the weeds. Let's put, it like, let's put it like that. Well, that's that's very true. <laughs> uh, but beyond that, too, Malik Willis is just – I, I just I, – you had uh, somebody a lot more qualified on last week, uh, uh, Derek Klassen, to say basically what I think about him, which is that um, he wasn't, like, super highly rated at the end of the season while there was actually football going on, and now all of a sudden he's – like, you know, being talked about as this top 10 guy when there's no football going on and you, like, it's kind of nothing changed as far as his play uh, goes. Yeah, him and Trayvon Walker are the two where it's kind of like, the thing with, with Willis, it's kind of like the natural, well, someone's got to pick a quarterback high, right? It's kind of that thing. With Trayvon Walker, it was kind of like, well, the combine, and, you know, and that's always, that's always an iffy situation yeah, that we get into. That's how you get EJ Manuel. Like, oh boy! Yeah. I mean, we both like we all remember that year. He was the only quarterback yeah. taken in the first round, went way too high, and because there weren't any better ones, and that's why that's what happens. Um, so 
I wouldn't touch Malik Willis. Um, and also, I mean, not only just because of the school uh, that he went to, but also because the team, like the school that he went to is in a, uh, it's in a, a group of five conference. He didn't, I mean, he didn't really play a whole lot of great competition. And I don't know how Liberty did this year, but. Uh, they did fine. They did fine. Yeah. So, I mean, Against he's one of inferior competition. <laughs> he's one of those guys where he's got the tools to make you think that you could turn into something. But yeah. I think the conversation with Malik Willis is going to, uh, with, and the Lions should be more revolving around 32 as wrong as, uh, as opposed to number two. Yeah. And I think that's what we can get into, uh, here. So I want to throw this to Cody because Cody has been, uh, s- spamming the chat that, uh, the three of us are in <laughs> together, uh, with our friend Oscar Robles, who, and, uh, been talking a lot about the uh, draft props and the, the kind of the way that the top five of the draft might shake out because uh, Cody, you're you're a guy that likes to partake in some uh, sports sports uh, game of skill we can call it. Uh, we do live in a state where this is uh, perfectly legal to do, so it's uh, fine fine to talk about and out in the open. But uh, Cody, you like to uh, partake in these, and you've been really paying a lot of attention to uh, these draft props. So I want to I want to know where your head is at with like the drafts. Uh, Props that you got going on, and what what you've been looking at, and what you're kind of uh, anxious over, and what you, what you might fire on, what you already did, and you're not feeling too good about, or maybe you are. I don't know. Short term sports investment is what we can call yeah, it. No one mm. should take anyone or the to the two people that are listening to this show as they like to <laughs> they like to joke around about. But two, I, I wouldn't. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's I wouldn't we take. Had last week. I wouldn't take any advice for my sports gambling or a, any of our sports gambling, but. Um, it feels like with this with this draft class, at least on the top the top couple, there's a lot of smoke. Uh, there's a lot of smoke going on that there at least shouldn't be. I guess I should kick it off. Do you do you guys think this should be the first or should be a year that there there wouldn't be a QB taken? That there shouldn't not be a QB taken in the first round. The entire first round, I think there will be one taken. I think there will probably be at least two, maybe a third taken. I don't think it's, there's going to be one in the top 10 because I think that the one spot that it really is and it's really been connected has been Carolina at six. And to, uh, just listening to people who seem to be in the know, people like Josh Norris, uh, guys like this of uh, underdog underdog fantasy, and people in the know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of noise about them being connected to Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. And they have all this cap space that not a lot of other people have. And it's like, well, what are they keeping this cap space open for? And do they really like Kenny Pickett that much? Or they're just, or did Matt Rule just happen to recruit him in college a little bit? And then uh, there's, you know, Malik Willis, again, one of those guys that it doesn't just doesn't feel like there's a lot of uh, momentum around him going really high in the draft. I kind of think that the Steelers are probably the team, barring a trade-up, that takes a quarterback first. I can kind of see a number 20. There's been no quarterbacks coming off the board. Kind of similar to that 2013 year uh, where EJ Manuel was the first quarterback taken off the board at number 16. Uh, there could be a situation where that happens this year as well. And the Steelers are sitting there at 20. All they've got on their roster right now is Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. And they sit there. They've got Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett on the board. I think I think they would pick one of them. I'm not sure exactly which. I hear that they see it's a it's a tricky situation trying to predict it because I've hear I've heard a lot that they really like Malik Willis, but then there's the Pittsburgh connection with Kenny Pickett. Now I think I would lean uh, Malik Willis because I feel like the consensus around the NFL has been that Malik Willis is the number one guy in the draft. You know, he's just not a top five, top ten guy. So I think if I had to put it. If I had to put some money or something on it at the moment, I would say that the first quarterback off the board is the Steelers at 20 with Malik Willis. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me that some of these teams feel forced to take a QB because I feel like the better option is either waiting till next year. There's a lot more better QB prospects probably next year. Take a There's got to be, right? A good, like, a good player now, develop them. I mean, even if it's your second position in need, even if you're a QB-needed team, I mean, the Lions aren't really – needing a QB so I don't see why they would use the number two pick I mean when you talk about gambling so my money I have right now is on Kayvon number two I got him at a good pretty good odds and he's slowly working his way down because I don't 
there was we there was some this is this is something we've been talking about for probably a good two weeks now where Kayvon Thibodeau was starting to get a lot of noise at number tw- number two and the uh, the draft the sports books hadn't caught up to it yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, there was a time where they were talking about he would fall outside the top ten. He just seems like too good. Way, I mean, there was times where pretty much all last year he was the number one pick, absolutely. And then for some reason, during, a little bit after the combine, they were saying he could fall out of the top ten, which I just think was media. Yeah, it's no. really strange. It's one of those things where it's like he didn't put up a bunch of production. He got a little hurt a little bit in his last year, but coming into last season, he was it was Kayvon Thibodeau's number one guy in the draft. And now that we've kind of played throughout played out this whole process, it looks like he's going to go no low, no lower than number four. I think as it stands, um, I think Kayvon Thibodeau either goes number two or number four. I think the Texans would consider taking him. I kind of. I would I would predict that they would maybe take someone else over him, but I think he doesn't fall out of the top four at this point. Interesting, throwing it back to the to Carolina as we just talked about. Uh, there's still there is still a lot of people convinced that they're going to take a quarterback because I'm looking now at fan the Fanduel odds, and this is just pretty recent that they've thrown up odds for specific players being picked six through ten. At first, it was just really the top top ten or top five. As it stands right now on FanDuel, the favorite to go number six is Kenny Pickett at plus one fifty. Then it's Malik Willis at plus three fifty. I think that if Carolina keeps this pick, they're picking an offensive tackle, and whether that be Ikiakuanu, I think Ikiakuanu is going to go in the top five. I think he's the first offensive tackle on the board off the board. So I think it's between Charles Cross and Evan Neal. All three of the offensive tackles are plus 500 right now to go to Carolina. So that means you put whatever whatever you would lay down on that, you're getting five times what you risk. I think that's happening. I, I, the, I think the only reason it wouldn't is I'll throw a wild card out here. If they trade down. If they trade down, I think it would be so that someone can come up and get Sauce Gardner. Because I think Sauce, I don't, I I thought for a while that the Jets were going to pick Sauce Gardner, but then a lot of news have come around, like the beat writer for the Jets, that that's probably not going to happen. It looks like they're going to go edge rusher or offensive tackle. And I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at this, Sauce Gardner is plus 2,000 to go sixth overall, by the way. So I think that the situations here, it kind of depends on what the Giants do at number five and seven. Because the Giants could be sitting in a situation where the Giants need offensive tackle and they need corner. So they could very well, they could say, well, there's two offensive tackles on the board that we like at five. If we take one, if we don't take one, Carolina could take our favorite guy. So that's a thing. But they could also sit there and say, if we don't take Sauce Gardner at number five, maybe someone like the Falcons are going to trade up from eight to six to pick Sauce Gardner. So I could see that happening. So it's a game of chicken there of what do the Giants say? Do we want to make sure we get our top offensive tackle left on the board? Or do we want to secure our need at corner and let whichever of Evan Neal and Charles Cross is available fall to number seven? So I think that's an interesting thing. But looking at those odds, I can't I can't believe that it's well, I can believe it because the national media is very far is a a lot of times is far behind. But you get your ear to the ground in the right places. I'm not convinced that Carolina's taking a quarterback at number six at all. I think it's offensive tackle. If they stay at the spot, maybe they trade down. For their sake, I hope not. Yeah, no, they're uh, as we said, the Malik Willis and Kenny Kenny Pickett especially is I I don't see Kenny Pickett doing a whole lot of much in the NFL. He's one of those guys where he can have his moments and flashes, but he's a decent backup prospect. He, I, think. I get Daniel Jones vibes. Yes. So that's kind of what I, I think. Picking Kenny Pickett number six is a lot like taking Daniel Jones number eight, and we've seen how uh, that's worked out for the Giants because they are <laughs> picking in the top 10. They have to, uh, luckily, lucky for them, they traded down and got another top 10 pick. I can't remember if theirs is 5 and the Bears is 7 or if it's vice versa. I think the Bears is 7, but either way. So that's what we're looking at here. Cody, do you have anything else you're looking at? I see you have the you have the FanDuel page looking at. Do you uh 
Uh, you see anything yeah, interesting have, there? I have Sauce going to the Jets. I mean, it just depends who actually falls. I mean, the my money's on Balk not making a bad decision for the Jaguars, which is not Yeah, all. so that's the thing we got to talk about at the top of the draft is Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker. So uh, there's been a lot of smoke lately that Trayvon Walker of Georgia. We talked about this, the, you know, the Jaguars – there's a lot of smoke about this. We talked about with uh, Derek Klassen last week, where Aiden Hutchinson was kind of the guy, a number one for a while, uh, kind of locked in. And then there's all this talk that, oh, Tra- Trent Balk, he really loves Trayvon Walker. And I think that's true, because if you listen to a friend of the show, John Shipley of Jaguar Report, who's kind of the Jaguars beat writer, uh, he's, he, buys, he buys that Trent Balk, he really likes Trayvon Walker. And... I think that if Trayvon Walker ends up being picked number one, it's because Trent Baalke has won over the opinion of Shad Khan and convinced him that Walker is a worthwhile risk with a high, is kind of a high boomer bust potential. Uh, I think our other friend of the show, Dilla, has said something of the, something of the like there. I think as it stands, John Shipley and is and Dilla are pretty confident, and Demetrius uh, Harvey, who we've not had on the show, but a, a friend, of the, friend of mine at least, uh, Jaguars beat reporter. They're all pretty confident that it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson, which would then lead to the question, it's like, well, what, what do the Lions do at number two? And I think even Daniel Jeremiah uh, said a couple weeks ago, maybe a week or two, maybe less than two weeks at this point, that it looks like if Hutchinson goes one, Kayvon Thibodeau will go two. And I think that's the direction we're going. It, the the Texans is the weird one to me. We can talk about this, uh, Cody. You can look at the the odds on FanDuel for the third overall pick because it's weird and it's a lot different than DraftKings, which I will pull up. Yeah, it seems like the Texans are just going to take whoever's on top on their draft board because it seems like they need every position. So if it if they value Walker more than a offensive tackle, that's who they're going to go with. There's also somebody I. Don't remember who said this, and even if I did remember, I wouldn't re- uh, reveal their name. But um, somebody leaked, I believe, to Dylan that Trent Baalke is absolutely um, petty enough to not select Aiden Hutchinson just because he's a Harbaugh guy. So this was this was something that Dilla was told, and actually himself tweeted out. So if you've got e underscore Dilla on Twitter, okay. you'll find that he texted someone asking them, "Is Trent Baalke?" <laughs> petty enough to not take Harbaugh's guy number one, and he said absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, so I it's think not a, it's not completely settled if that's yes. if that's if that is a factor. Which I mean, who's to say whether that really is a factor? It may just be yeah. somebody's perception of Trent Baalke. But even then, if that's a factor, you know, this isn't necessarily locked in. Yeah, another thing that's coming into play is Albert Breer talked about with some other GMs, and he said that uh, Trent Baalke cares about perception a lot, and he would have a lot harder time uh, justifying the pick of Tra- uh, Trayvon Walker than he would have Hayden Hutchinson. If Hayden Hutchinson's a bust, it's like, ah, oh, well, that was the cons- that was the consensus number one guy who everyone thought that he should be the number one guy. We all missed. If you pick Trayvon Walker number one and he's a bust, it's, we told you so. We told you you shouldn't have done it. Everyone, like, so many people told you you shouldn't have done this. And that's another... Sla- uh, another yeah. mark on his record. Yeah, it seems like if he wants to keep it, I mean, he was almost fired, not almost fired, I guess, but during the offseason there was talk of him getting replaced because Byron Leftwich wanted him out to be the head coach. So it seems like if he wants to keep his job, it would be Hutchinson so he doesn't have to take the risk unless he really thinks Walker can be good. And then if he ends up being good, then it's like a, a home run for Balk and then he can Balky and then he can just stay. Yeah, no, I would legitimately say that the reason Trent Balky is there right now is because he won a power for he won a power struggle against Byron Leftwich. If Byron <laughs> Leftwich won out, he would be the head coach and Trent Balky would uh, be gone and Adrian Wilson would be the GM of the Jaguars. So I also did hear that um, Aiden Hutchinson seems to think he's going to go to the Jags. Yes, I did um, see that uh, report today. Yeah, so I mean, you know. It seems like it's definitely going to be him, but yeah, yeah. it might so, not be locked in place because it is the Jaguars after all. So this is what I wanted to uh, go uh, go off of. The Texans, the Texans uh, number three. Cody, can you read off? Let's go with the top four options according to FanDuel. 
Yeah, it seems like Trayvon Walker's moved into the. I'm get. I'm. I don't know where. Why are these odds are updating? I'm not sure if certain uh, mock drafts are coming out, and then the odds are updating off that, or if they're getting. It's hard to tell sometimes insider information, but it looks like Trayvon Walker has moved to number th- three. So most sport sport books are uh, pretty much predicting that Hutchinson goes one, then Thibodeau okay. goes two, and then looks like Walker being the. I guess the freak athlete that everyone thinks he or he is with a good combine so is going to go three because the Texans have a need at every position. So that's the interesting thing. So f- according to FanDuel, the favorites to go number three to the Texans are Trayvon Walker at plus 250, Evan Neal plus 380, Ikiakuanu plus 380, Sauce Gardner plus 380, and then Derek Stingley plus 600. Then if you go over to DraftKings, it's totally different. It's Ikiakuanu plus 200. Then it's, then it's uh, I believe, well, this thing just updated on me. Uh, Evan Neal plus 350. Sauce Gardner plus 400. Trayvon Walker plus 500. That's a name that is really snuck in at number three is Sauce Gardner. Uh, listen, I was listening to Josh Norris talk to Rivers McCown, uh, insider for, or a beat reporter for, Houston, who said that Sauce Gardner is in the running for the third overall pick. And that's kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, it's Lovey Smith has talked about he's uh, really, they really need to get better play out of their corners. So apparently that's been the, that's been something that's a little lingering that maybe it's the Texans have been the most confusing team to me in trying to predict the top five. Because there really hasn't been anything that's come out about them. With it's like with the with the Jags wire, it's been Hutchinson, it's been Hutchinson or Walker. With the Lions, it's been well if Hutchinson's there, of course they'll take him. But if not, you know, people kind of just assume Walker would be the other one. But then Kayvon Thibodeau's name was keep get kept getting repeated, repeated, repeated. With the Jets, it was like well if Thibodeau's there, they'll take him. If not, Ikiakuanu, maybe even Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson's a name that oh, might have to talk about here in a second. There's really been nothing on the the Texans what they do at three, and it's been kind of like well, people just kind of assume that their, you know, their biggest need is offensive tackle. So, yeah, to it, me, to me, it just seems like I, I mean, like I've said before, that their need is Lovey Smith coming in with a team that's not very good, so their needs everything. So they're just gonna whatever they that's come up available. with, whatever yeah, whatever their draft board is, whoever's the top guy on their draft board, they're gonna go with. I find it very interesting that <clears throat> that the sports books have shifted this far in favor of suggesting Sauce Gardner could go number three. Yeah, he's, his name shot up a while. As soon as the Ra- I heard that name brought up. Yeah, as soon as the Ravens season ended, I looked at players, cornerbacks specifically, that the Ravens could get, and Sauce was the first name that I found. And I was like, yep, I want this guy. And it seems like he went from like top 20 pick to top five really fast. The way that it has shifted like that, and the way that it was uh, that uh, Rivers McCown brought this up with Josh Norris on the uh, under, Underdog YouTube channel, uh, I believe this dropped today. Uh, I mean, he kind of just brought it up like, yeah, Sauce Gardner is in the running for this pick. That makes me think that maybe by the time we get to Wednesday or Thursday of next week, we, we could be looking at Sauce Gardner as the favorite to go third, third overall. But that's just because no one else is really standing out as, like, being a specific player that's being talked about. And it's been like, well, the offensive line, and this is the top offensive line guy, and this could be, you know, edge rusher they kind of need. This could be the top edge rusher guy that's available. It's like Trayvon Walker. It's like once you get Trayvon Walker is the favorite, then it's the two offensive tackles and Sauce Gardner tied yeah, in they- the odds right now on, on this site at least. <laughs> and this has shifted way differently. The, the, the DraftKings side is, like, not very updated. This is like uh, basically what it looked like last week. So I find that very interesting. And if we drop to number four, I think Jermaine Johnson is a name that keeps coming up. And I know that Jets fans do not want him at number four because it's like they're the only team that's talking about him talk, uh, going that high. The only one. <laughs> yeah, I so, think they could wait for him if they really want it. Maybe. Really want I kind of think that the Seahawks would take him at nine. The Falcons could maybe take him at eight, but I think that's really interesting to watch. Sauce Gardner is the favorite to go seventh. Sauce Gardner's tied for the favorite to go fifth also. Both of those picks are the Giants. 
Look at eight, uh, number eight. Garrett Wilson is the favorite to go, and I kind of think, as it stands right now, uh, that's where he would. That's where they would go. But also, the dark horse here, and this is something I didn't uh, hear until just today. Again, on jo I'm bringing up Josh Norris and his uh, show a good bit because last year he had the most accurate first round mock draft in recorded like history. As as long as people have like you know kept track and like compiled databases of like re reliable mock draft sources on like you know big sports websites, correctly got 16 of the 32 picks last year, like team and player and spot. Dang. Like that's kind of nuts. Yeah. And so when he was talking to uh, Jaguars or Falcons beat writer today, he uh, mentioned Garrett Wilson pretty much right away. It's like. I believe the prompt was, and we tell you that three edge rushers, three tackles, and a corner have all gone off the board. What what comes to your mind first at uh at number eight? And he said wide receiver, but then he kept bringing up Kyle Hamilton, and I th he he seems to think that there's a pretty good chance that they could take Kyle Hamilton at number at number eight, which on FanDuel right now is plus eight fifty, so that's pretty good there. And if we go to number nine right now, the number the favorite to go number nine to the Seahawks is Evan Neal. Him, him dropping all the way to number nine would be wild to me. That's Yeah, he, he – I mean – He he was talked about as number one pick before right. yeah. before the Jaguars – before the Jaguars uh, franchise tagged Cam Robinson, it looked like they, the position they would lean at number one was offensive tackle. And – but as it, then once they franchise tagged Robinson, it was looking like, okay, they'll probably take edge rusher, probably Aiden Hutchinson. Evan, for Evan Neal to fall away the number nine to the Seahawks would be crazy to me, and it, I kind of have that feeling that it's going to be one of those things. There, there just happens to be one of those guys every year that seems like he's going to go to the top of the draft and falls, and he just falls for really no reason. It's just like they're taking guys are taking other positions, whatever it might be, and sometimes it's like, well, there's a character guy, you know, guys aren't you know interviewing well. That this year that's Kayvon Thibodeau. And he might go number two. Uh, for Evan Neal to fall to number nine would be really something. So yeah, yeah since I'm filling in for Ryan today, I'm going to try to get into his his mind a little bit on where he wants the Steelers to go. So I'm tapping okay. into Ryan, and I, of course, as such, I'm a I'm a Steelers fan. Of course, this is Ryan talking. I'm feeling his persona kick into me again we've never seen him and cody in the same room I think that is time. a very good point. i think the steelers are gonna have to take kenny pickett i mean they're gonna have to they're i know how much <laughs> the steelers need they got we got mitch trubisky so i mean i think kenny pickett could be an upgrade uh, an upgrade and we can throw him in day one let, I think him, let him run the offense because he is probably if the steelers have a big board he's probably the number one on their big board so ryan um i think you want to really make sure that they get kenny pickett right yeah, i think I, you probably need to trade up yeah um i would trade this year's first round and next year's first round to move into the top 10 to get him there you go you heard it here that's first a good, i think that's a good this idea this is from ryan himself yeah. there we go heard it here first you know as a ravens fan i really i just I, I don't like that idea i don't want the steelers to be that good but you know yeah you know yeah here, if, here if they have to be. Yeah. Hear it from us, Ra a Ravens fan, two Ravens fans, and Ryan, uh, Steelers fan. Yeah, the, us Ravens fans here, we really hate the idea of the Steelers drafting Kenny Pickett. Yeah, it would we be, really wouldn't like it. It would no. probably shoot. I would say the Steelers would be a favorite in the AFC top, at least top two favorite if they the did. Yeah, Pickett. the AFC, the NFL. I mean, jokes aside, here they would still have. Probably only the second worst quarterback in the AFC North. What, uh, what better way to fe the follow up Ben Roethlisberger than a Pittsburgh college native, Kenny Pickett? There would be no other. It would be exactly. Just, it'd be a Cinderella story if, if we're talking. James Conner did well with him. Yeah, that's so. true. They should only pick guys from the University of Pittsburgh. And if you don't like my takes, you can always bully me on Twitter about it. At rstickle24. Yep. So, <laughs> All right. send Ryan a DM uh, airing your grievances. Yes, send all um, complaints. Yeah, to Ryan Stickle twenty four at gmail dot com. He loves reading them. He enjoys your emails. Um, he loves them. Just email him. Tell him what's on your mind. Call his phone. Text him <laughs> at three zero four. Nope, no, don't give it out. Don't give oh, my phone okay. number out. Okay, sorry. 
All right. So anyway, I think that's what we got on the, on the draft here. Uh, let's see. Is there any, anything else on your guys' minds here before I, I jump into something? All right. Speaking about the draft, who would your number one food place? It could be any food place that you guys eaten at before. Who would be the number one pick? Oh, we're talking like just any restaurant? Any restaurant. We're not even talking fast food? No, not even fast food. We're any talking, restaurant. Now, here's the, now, it's interesting you brought that up because we've we've turned it into a thing. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to ask you guys this since... Uh, yeah, you are going to have to ask us I, this. I, I think this is just where it's going to head. I think this is what it's going to happen here because we've turned it into a, a tradition uh, recently of asking our guests their, uh, their top five favorite fast food restaurants. And... You know, I usually it's usually Ryan that prompts that, but now that you guys have brought it up to my mind, we're gonna have to have this discussion here. And I know that there's gonna be some controversy between the two of you here. I know it because I know <laughs> one of the food. I know one of the ones on one of your lists here. So we don't need to go in any order in particular since we just thought of it out impromptu. But let me just number one. What's number one on your list? I'll let Logan go first. I I don't know. If so, we, okay, this one's difficult. Um, if we're talking fast food, I, I got to go with Arby's. I'm sorry, Cody, but I, I just – it's a good Boo. place to eat. Cody just put his face all the way into his palm. <laughs> I mean, it – like, all right, here's the thing. If you go to Arby's and you order anything on the menu, if it's your first time going, you won't be disappointed. Everything on the menu is pretty good. I want I want Cody to let it rip. Um, that's <laughs> I have to put them at number one. I'm sorry, I will die on this hill. Cody, what's your beef with uh, with Arby's? Arby's is not a good food establishment. I don't care if you if if their stuff is plated in gold. I would not. I, you wouldn't if it was the last fa- food place on this planet. <laughs> And that was the only place or I'm starving. I'm either gonna die. I would not eat Arby's. What you don't like you don't like horsey sauce? No. Uh, the only good thing is the curly fries and to me that's the only good thing. Last time I went there they gave me warm warm Dr. Pepper or warm Coke. But I, I can't remember what it was. I was so livid. I they gave me a cup full of soda that was warm. How many times have you been to Arby's, Cody? I've been like four or five times and each time it's progressively gets worse. Has it been the same Arby's every time? No, it's been okay. a couple different ones, but it, okay. progressively worse each time I go and it seems like the the employees know it that I'm I'm frustrated. Like I don't want to come back here. So what Logan, you like a roast beef guy or uh... So I, I will Arby's is the only place that I will actually order the roast beef. Um <clears throat> because that that will lead me to my dishonorable mention in a moment. Uh, I know but, where this is going. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this will this will be discussed. <laughs> but um, Arby's is the only place I'll order roast beef. But I don't usually order the roast beef there. I actually the buffalo chicken sandwich is pretty good. Okay. Um, and uh, the euros for fast food. Are I was that's exactly decent. what I was going to bring up. I was going to ask if you had the euros. They're yeah, pretty good. They're pretty decent for fast food, which I would never order a euro from a fast food place. But have you had the euros, Cody? I probably I don't believe I have, but I wouldn't I wouldn't eat. I don't know if there's an the option gyros. other than fa- uh, other yes, than roast gyros. beef. But I would never order fast food roast beef at any. It's, that would be a dangerous game to play. Yeah, so, Logan, is your dishonorable mention okay. what I think it's going to be? My dishonorable mention is Hardee's. Okay, it's not what I thought it and was going to be. and I already, But I still disagree. What's, I can agree with that. Way? I can agree with that. You're so, I went to, I was on the way back from an airport, to, uh, to, uh, from the airport to my home one time. And I was passing through a small town, and the only thing there was a Hardee's. Uh, the small town being Hancock. I was, was going to uh, ask if you're in Hancock. And so, <laughs> it's the only Hardee's. Uh, yeah. Hancock, oh, Maryland. Uh, Hancock Hardee's. If you've never been there, good for you. Uh, <laughs> thank, yeah, thank your lucky stars. <laughs> uh, so, um, and you know, I'm sorry if you live there. I apologize that that happened to you. Uh, but <laughs> so I, I, I stopped at Hardee's and um, I got a, a, a roast beef sandwich because I was just like, whatever, I need food. I, I'm hungry and I'm on my way. I think I was on the way back from the airport. I, I don't remember. Uh, but this sandwich, when I say this sandwich was wet, <laughs> I mean like this roast beef sandwich, I grabbed it and it drained water. It didn't like, there wasn't like water trickling out of it. 
There was water pouring out of it like a faucet. It looked like Shaq 15 minutes into a base in a basketball game. Yes, it, like it looked like that Jordan Peele uh, skit where he has like the <laughs> the sweat like coming out of his like that's what it looked like. It was like a faucet, and um, I was starving and I didn't have any other food, so I was just like, whatever, I have to eat this. So I ate it. I felt horrible. And I'm, and I'm assuming you paid probably like a good fifteen dollars for it. it yeah, was, that's it the other thing is that it's overpriced. Sure, Everything they have is overpriced. Yeah. Their burgers suck. Like I've eaten their burgers before, never been happy with it. Um, well, that Hardee's is a dishonorable mention in my book, and another dishonorable mention that I have. Hold on, is before sheets. before. Okay, <laughs> so I wanted. Yeah. I knew that's what you were about to say, so that's why I wanted to cut you off to talk about Hardee's first. <laughs> we'll get the <to> sheets. <laughs> <laughs> The chicken, I I don't remember the last time I had a burger from Hardee's, uh, on, honestly. They are overpriced. Uh, my dad likes to get them when we visit there. Uh, the chicken. The chicken tenders are good. They're just straight up, they are good, high quality, better than a good bit of other chicken, like places that are known for chicken. I would, uh-huh. ra- I would rather, prices like any price aside, just straight up quality of food, taste, I would r- much rather have a Hardee's chicken tender than a McDonald's chicken nugget. Yeah, I definitely. A- that. Or a Burger King chicken fry. They, are, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's as good as like Bojangles or Popeyes or Chick Fil A chicken, but it's not that far off. It's good chicken, and they have honey Q sauce, honey like honey, honey mustard. Good, bar- yeah. It's it's kind of similar to Chick Fil A sauce. It's a little different. It's good. So that's what all I got to say about Hardee's. Uh, Logan, tell us why you're wrong about Sheets. Okay, so the reason that I'm <laughs> right about Sheets is, uh, is, all right, look, I eat at Sheets, like, very regularly. Like, and I still will. I will probably eat it after the show. <laughs> like, and this is the, th- the problem. It's a love-hate relationship. This is a problem. Yeah, we have a very complicated relationship. <laughs> it's abusive. Sheets. Um, but I'm always... Even, all right, I always go in there with low expectations. And they somehow make it, after and you're yes. eating, it's lower than... Somehow, they always manage to dig a tunnel beneath the earth and submarine even my lowest expectations <laughs> for how the food is going to be and how it's going to feel hours after I eat it. It's just, it's awful. It, they use low-quality ingredients. There are a few things on the menu that I will stand by. The appetizer, uh, like the fried appetizer platter, is pretty good, pretty solid, and uh, the chicken sliders are pretty good. If you if you aren't those are the two things that I was going to bring up in rebuttal. If you aren't on your deathbed every time after every time you eat sheets, I don't know what you're getting. It has to be something they're frying their food. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're. (laughs) If you didn't, yeah, because after every time I eat sheets, I'm curled in a ball for a good forty five minutes on on my bed, wishing I never ate but sheets. You keep going back, don't you? I keep going. That's the worst part. You both part. do. <laughs> yeah. You both keep going back. Dylan is on the record as saying things that are highly addictive and bad for you are good. <laughs> That's sheets. Say? And we're in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, we don't have many other options than sheets. I think that might be a problem. If we had lived somewhere that wasn't Berkeley Springs or Shepherdstown, there would probably be more options than sheets. But I... Listen, they got good dessert. They got some good... Fries, the chicken sliders are really good. The app yeah. sampler is fire. Mac and cheese bites, the buffalo, the chicken bites, the bone, boneless bites—that's what they're called. Dr Pepper barbecue sauce, the jalapeno ranch, any sort of thing like that. The subs—I'm not saying the subs don't... not. The subs are pretty good. You get yourself a steak sub, cold cut sub, whatever. I used to get uh, turkey subs a lot from uh, from Sheets. Now I'm not saying they don't taste bad. I'm just saying whatever the aftermath. It's like a Taco Bell. Hey, I'm not talking about that. I'm, after, talk, I'm talking about the during of eating. The, the aftermath is what gets me. Like it's I will great. Not, I will not advocate for a po- for the post sheets experience. <laughs> it's, it's great. Go, it's great. You're loving your life, kind of tasting good. But then after the fact, you you do wish you you weren't you never were born after after eating sheets. It was something like I wish I was not living. At, at yeah, but I mean, period. you can put mac, mac and cheese bites on a burger, and then you would pay mozzarella for it sticks on a chicken on a on a chicken sandwich. All right, what do you guys think the mo- the most underrated fast food place is? Okay, so I was going to get to this. I have a couple place of Place that's picks. Not, not talked about very often, but yeah. you would die on a hill for. So my first one is Steak and Shake. 
Um, okay. I've only ever been a couple of times. That's a, that's it's the restaurant. regional. Is that the pretty restaurant regional. with the crinkle cut crinkle cut fries? Yeah, there's one in Fair, so. there's one in Fairfax, Virginia, um, and it's it's pretty good. Like they have really good shakes, obviously, um, and uh, it's just a it's just a good place. Um, so no complaints there. Their burgers are 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 good. They're well seasoned. They're it's a nice burger and um, and their fries are good. I so. I would probably say mine is Firehouse Subs. That's like mm, if you cr- yeah, if you yeah. cranked up. Subway on steroids. That would be what Firehouse Subs is, and I'm not sponsored. But if they want to give me an NIL deal, I will be happy to. <laughs> aver- still got eligibility. Yeah, I will be happy <laughs> to go on a poster for Firehouse Subs with a, my thumbs up and a, a big old sub in my mouth. I um, think I've already talked about the the char- the Hardee's chicken is underrated. Uh, Dairy Queen's food is underrated. I'm on the record from on earlier episodes of the show from having said that, but. I also have to say um, another. What's Ryan's favorite fast food? What was number one on his list? I think it was Ryan, we're, Ryan, we're gonna need you to call in if you're, if you're listening to this live. I think it might have been McDonald's. I don't think McDonald's is number one. He had it high. Yeah, I, I would, I would honestly, sincerely put McDonald's as my number two. No, Just Ryan's number one was Bojangles. Okay, that's right, that's right. That's I would respect fair. That. I would put. McDonald's probably is my number two. Their fries is the McDonald's only, is, is, high. is a pretty good, pretty good um, portion of that. Mostly because like when you think fast food, you usually think like your mind immediately goes to McDonald's. And, yeah, and, and that can kind of turn that. that can kind of turn you off. You can be like, yeah. ah, it's the you know it's the number, it's yeah. the, it's it's like it's why LeBron hasn't won every MVP every yeah. year. It's like ah, oh, I mean it's LeBron. Um, you just kind of forget are, about him because he's just been the same for yeah. same quality. Uh, for 20 years, but, but there, it's, uh, it's high quality. There are specific times, though, where I'm like, I want a McDonald's burger specifically. Yes. And I don't really have that with any other fast food chains. Um, another honorable mention that is not on my list, but I think deserves to be talked about, is um, Crispy Crunchy, which is not Ooh. necessarily fast food. It's more of a gas station place, which is why I'm not putting it on my actual list, because it doesn't Ooh. really count. We can get we can get into some gas station food yeah, so, outside of Sheets. So crispy crunchy chicken. for those who who are not aware is a gas station fried chicken place. Um, there's one in uh, all three of our hometown, uh, Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Um, it's it's pretty good. Like the the chicken's really good, it and is. the sauce is really really good. I'm a big uh, sauce head. Like I like I can't eat something without a lot of sauce on it. Yeah, that's mm, how I am. Okay. It has to be yeah. it has to be good quality sauce. What's what's the best like fast food sauce? To you, to you all. Right, I have what you, so what what do you classify as fast food? Does fast food like have a drive through, or is it matter of say, time, timing? Of when I would you get say. Your food I would say fast food has to have a drive through. It kind of okay. does if it's like normally has a drive through because like Chipotle and Five Guys are like fast casual food, yeah. Um, and then like your gas stations are kind of like have to be. I had to put them in a separate category. Favorite sauces. That's a good question. That is a good question. Because I... immediately what comes to my mind, two two that come to mind are Chick-fil-A sauce and sweet heat from Popeye's. Yeah, yeah Popeye's does yeah. have good sauces. Popeye's has really good sauce. Um, Chick-fil-A really has good sauce. Um, I would say, I, I, I will say um, Arby's has really good sauces for what you get. Like um, if you get the jalapeno poppers at Arby's, they come with, uh, they're, they're those like, cream cheese jalapeno poppers they're not like the ones you get at sheets yeah um and they come with like a like a berry sauce and it's it's really good like it goes really well with the jalapeno poppers Hmm. um arby's has really good sauces and i like i like the horsey sauce too and uh the horsey sauces um yeah those are all those are all pretty solid what's you so what's your well my favorite sauces is Mission Barbecue is probably a fast casual because they don't have a drive-through, but mm, I love barbecue. barbecue. Barbecue sauces are probably, if you have to talk about sauces, would be my fave. There's but that's not really time that's more of a, barbecue. Yeah, that's more, that's more <laughs> of a fast, a fast casual place. But all right, so what are your guys' favorite three pizza places? Because we haven't talked about pizza. Cody, Cody is it, a huge pizza head over here. I'm a pizza enthusiast. Some Cody, say. why don't you go first on this one? So I'm gonna go. Uh, we'll, let's start it out. The the three big chains are Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's. I'm not forgetting one, am I? I feel like that's the three I think, I big mean, ones. Yeah, Little Caesars is really because Little Caesars. Uh, Little Caesars is different. Yeah, I think that's its own category. I we think we can talk about. We can, yeah. we can let Cody voice his opinion on what he thinks about Little Caesars. But I want to I want to start with Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut. 
where do you rank them? And like maybe give me give me like a ten, like a ten out of ten score. All right, so I'll you. go with P- Pizza Hut first. Used to be really good. Now it's not very. I don't think it's very good. More greasy, or the prices have went up. So if I had to give a rating on Pizza Hut now. It'd be like a five out of ten. Wow, Cody used to be a Pizza Hut. Yeah, if yeah. I if maybe, I, if maybe part spe- of that is because you live like three minutes from a Pizza Hut. If you're hut, speaking to thirteen year old Cody, it'd be ten out of ten, but it has slowly <laughs> dwindled. That's, and then Do- Domino's off. is a good spot. I really enjoy Domino's. Their flavors are good, and you can get like a medium pizza for like six dollars. So you can't really beat that. I'd probably give them like an eight out of ten. So they're mm. they're a higher of the big of the big chains. They're probably a higher one for me. It seems Papa like John's. You have any Papa John's taste? I don't like Papa John's because I haven't eaten Papa John's in forever. I'm gonna have to say it's a one out of ten because of Papa. <laughs> because of Papa. Big Papa. Big Papa turned um, me off. Their 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 sauce is a little too sweet for me. Who? Yeah, I don't know if you've gotten. Is this Papa John's or Domino's? Papa John's. Like oh, the, mm. for some reason, their their tomato sauce is just really sweet. Um, I Domino's did the opposite of what Pizza Hut did. Like they used to be terrible. Like when I was a kid, I remember getting Domino's for the first time, and it was like this crust is made out of the box. <laughs> but the more like I ate it years later because <clears throat> at Shepherd University where Dylan and I went, obviously, um, where we are here. Yeah, where we are here. Um, we're pretty close to a Domino's, and that was kind of just the thing you did. Very close. Yeah, that, that was kind of just the thing you did late at night was you ordered pizza to your dorm, yeah. and so uh, and you ordered it from Domino's. And I ate it then for the first time since I was a kid, and I really liked it, um, and I still really like it. So of those three, I would say Domino's is the Yeah, best. I'll have to say they did a good marketing job because pretty much they specifically market, I mean, cheap pizza, like I said, $6, and then... Also, they're around almost every college campus. So, like, yeah. easy delivery. They're doing a good job marketing. That would probably be, like, a big chain. I th- I'd say consensus. Uh, it's pretty consensus, at least among us, that a Domino's is the best of the three. Oh, yeah. I will say I had a slice of Papa John's pizza the other day, and it was pretty good. It was, I like, I didn't, uh, I didn't hate it. I thought it would be a little less quality. Pizza Hut's mid. Yeah. Pretty mid. Yeah. It's just mid. Yeah. Um, shout out to Fox's Pizza, not because it's necessarily great, but because they give you a ton of pizza. Yeah, the Big Daddy, yeah. yeah, which is nice. Uh, when yeah. you're trying to, when you're on a kind of a budget, it's nice to just be able to like throw twenty bucks out there and yeah. get enough pizza for three. Yeah, days. Fox's is pretty regional. Yeah, but uh, as a as well, that, that's why I just gave them a yeah. shout out. They're not on my list, but yeah, Fox's um, Pizza done. But uh, Little Caesars. Are we have any anti Little Caesars in the house? So how do you think about Little Caesars? I like Little pizza? Caesars. They market to. I mean, I I believe pizza shouldn't be expensive when it comes to like. It's true. It's depending, sauce, it's yeah. sauce, cheese, and dough. yeah. I mean, if you're going for like an, a New York style pizza, then maybe because it's like 30, 30 foot long. Sabaro. Yeah. Then you're maybe talk more expensive because of more product. But like if you're talking like a a regular size pizza, then it should be less or pretty cheap. Like. Pizza Hut's prices have gone up, so that's a pretty down one of the downfalls. Yeah, I I like Little Caesars, um, largely for the same reason that I just said I like Foxes, which is a regional thing, um, because Little Caesars is like, you know, you you don't have to place an order ahead of time, so you don't have the awkwardness of talking to somebody on a phone. You just run in there, throw five bucks down, get a large pizza to take home, which is nice, hot and ready. Yeah, so, I mean... A slogan for many. I would, like, I, I go to Little Caesars probably more often than I go to Domino's just because it's cheaper. Um, not necessarily that it's better. It was definitely uh, good being back on the show, Dylan, the most hated person in Glenville. Oh, you yeah. You have something to add to that? Or? Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's glad to be back on here. I'm glad you invited me back. It's been, it's been fun. It, over the course of the time, the last time I talked about greg roman to now or dylan has started a firestorm on twitter that him and ryan tro- were handling pretty well so they did they did well from the cell it blew over i mean glenville ended up winning the national championship if, in the women's women's division two basketball yes <laughs> yeah uh but i mean we kind of we never said that they wouldn't that's yeah that's when you know yeah. when you make it it's when you have you never have, said they wouldn't you have haters and you guys did a good a good job handling I mean, that's all I got to say. Listen, all we, all, all we said it was on that day, on that court, at that time, Shepard was the better team in the half court when they were playing, uh, when they weren't playing their uh, gimmick, uh, gimmicks. Uh, 
but yeah, we still got a couple. We got a couple minutes here. Uh, we have any uh, any last takes to throw out? We could always end the show three minutes early if we need to. But you know, uh, I hope uh, Trent Balky does not lose all of my money. He knows who to pick. If not, I will call the friend of the show, Dilla, myself. Just to <laughs> even though he has no idea who he, who I am, I will call him <laughs> and tell him to save me my money. Just to round out my top five uh, for the fast food. Uh, places um, I said Arby's number one, McDonald's number two, uh, Cookout number three. Oh yes, uh, uh, Zaxby's number four, oh. and Popeyes number five. Oh, I can't put Zaxby's above Popeyes. I that is my one of my hotter takes is that Zaxby's is better than Popeyes. I think Bojangles. I think Bojangles and Popeyes are better than Zaxby's, but Zaxby's is still good. I do like a good. Yeah. You, I think, is it the Zax sauce that does it for you? It is the Zax sauce. Mm. It's it, I I like it better than the Popeye sauce. I'll tell you one of my. One of my fantasies, one of the things that I Ooh, think about late at night, fantasies. FCC Airwaves, don't forget, <laughs> is going and buying a nice Popeye's chicken sandwich and then ordering a nice Chick-fil-A sauce to go with it. Oh, man. I have an extra Chick-fil-A sauce. We might get be getting a little too uh, risque for uh, for FCC uh, guidelines here I have, I have when I <laughs> mentioned that, but... I have an extra pack of Chick Fil A sauce just sitting in my on the desk in my room from oh, the last I have a whole time bottle. from the last time that I uh, had Chick uh, Chick Fil A, and I'm just sitting there like sometimes I just you know I forget about I a little bit it's been I forgot it's there it's not like it's gonna expire or anything but part of it it's like I gotta wait for the right moment I don't know what to put this on I gotta oh, yeah. make it special okay. all right so my my top five is gonna be number one not Arby's. <laughs> Number two, not Arby's. Three, not Arby's. Four, not Arby's. And five, Popeyes. Okay. Good list. Good, that list. Is, Good list. That is it for me. A great list from Cody List. Wow. Oh. Cody List. It's actually Ryan Stickle. As oh, always, Ryan Stickle here with Dylan Bishop in front of the show, Logan Rothstein. Yeah. Yeah. Don't come at me. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, highly Disputed. WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University, Dylan Bishop, Logan Rothstein, uh, Ryan Stickle slash Cody List, uh, and please don't eat po- our please don't eat Arby's. Don't don't listen to what Logan's telling you. I don't think we're allowed to say that. <laughs> don't eat Ar- or, or eat Arby's. Uh, John, the old John Stewart classic. It's up to you. This you decide. Ryan we, we have Stickle. To, we gave equal time. That's right. That's what we have to do here. It's public radio. We have to give equal time. <laughs>